Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, two weeks into 2024, and I'm still writing 1985 on my checks, folks. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <sighs> I did date this podcast last year. And then I was like, oh, I better really quickly put the actual year on it. Yeah, you're going to get posting, real confused. No, I'll end up posting the wrong episode, which I did last year. Mm. Remember? Because yes. we happened to record. Yeah. Because yes. today's a Monday. It would be yes. what a Sunday was last year. So. Yes. Yes. That would be very I confusing. saved us all. Oh, thank I saved God. you guys an email, and I saved us a headache. Really, me. Last oh, year, I... Last year, I was writing um, 2022 in my one-line-a-day journal for, like, three weeks until I realized. Mm. Well, luckily, it's very linear. You could follow that pretty easily. Well, that's the thing. I should have noticed immediately because it's, it's like, stacked. Well, so, you know what they say. What? Uh, you're a real ding-dong. Yeah, they do say that. <laughs> Oh well. Do do do. Uh, it's just me. Ding see. dong. How's it? What? Uh, what do we? What do I have to even report on here? I mean, it's been a quick, quite a week. And uh, reason the habit of waking up at five fifty and demanding television to the point where I thought today that he was uh, lying because he claimed that Mama had said it was okay today. Even though last night we all talked about how he was going to get up at 6.30. And then here I am going like, no, bud, I don't believe you. Yeah, well. And then I asked you when you woke up. It turns out he was correct. Yeah, he. he I apologize. He ambushed me. I was still kind of asleep and he made a good case for it being a holiday. And I was like, okay. And then. He ambushed me too. And then he ambushed you. Um. But, you know, over the weekend, he did stay in his room till 5.50. More on that later. We're going to, we got some tips from some listeners that I put into action. Tips and tricks? Tips and tricks. Are any of them working? Yes. He woke up on, he woke up yesterday, like really early, but didn't come out till 5.50. Interesting. But yesterday he was told 6.30. So I guess what happened was he sat there and he thought, and then he realized that today was a blue day. Yes, exactly. But it should have been treated like a red day. Right, exactly. And then so he, he thought, loophole! Yeah, he was coming out to fight an injustice. Yeah. Perceived injustice. Yeah. To where he couldn't watch uh, Bluey. The new Bluey episodes. The new Bluey episodes are out, everybody. He's watched all of them uh, many, many times. times. <laughs> He has not I've, seen the censored episode. What's the censored episode? You don't know? No, I don't. The the Disney cut out part of an episode after some uproar when uh, Bandit steps on a scale. Oh yes, I did hear about that. He's but got that's away, you know, and then he's like, "Gotta go." He's got to go to the gym, and Chili goes, "Yeah, you do." But that's not that's not one of the new episodes that happened a while. Isn't ago. it in the new episode? Oh, is it? Oh, it maybe it was batch. just maybe it was just it already, already yeah. come out in Australia and that and yes. it had been like discussed. Okay, yeah. maybe that was it. 
my mother texted <sighs> me about it and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I went and read and I was like, oh, here's what it is. And I was like, I still don't understand why it was censored. <laughs> and she was like, me either. I was like, oh. Wow. Seems pretty weird. Must have been the woke mob, you know? Uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, they're, they do like, you know, they do act pretty fast. It's like, yeah. the they're all mob. speedy. They must be yeah. in pretty good shape, actually. Yeah. If they're yeah. able to move so quickly. Yep. Look, you know what I say. Go woke, go broke. There's good people on both sides. Hi. <laughs> it's sarcasm, everyone. Mm-hmm. Sarcasm. Um, yeah. What else has been going on? How how was your week? I've been selling selling stuff on eBay. I am Matt's become a flipper. Well, I've 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 started selling cards and golf balls and head covers. Yep. That I buy for not as much as I try to sell them for. So I guess, yes, I've become That's a That's what a flipper is. I've sort of become a flipper, but like the baseball cards, it's like, you gotta like, I can like sell enough cards to like keep up with what I'm buying. Hope, but I'm like hoping to get like that big hit, like that big Shohei autograph, or like uh, you know whatever, some parallel one of one or something like that that I can then actually make a big profit on. Isn't that what everyone is hoping for? Yeah, but it's not like I'm. I'm like I'm like not collecting the cards, other than like Red Sox people. I see. You know what I'm saying? I'm like sure. I have no allegiances to anybody outside of the Red Sox organization. Right. Right. So, your show haste, your your, uh, Wyatt Langfords, your, you know. Yes. Yes. But on the bright side, people like, you know, Von Grisham, former Braves player, now on the Red Sox. So, Whoa. you know, it's exciting. Wow, that is exciting. I'm I'm excited for you. Hot prospect Wyatt Langford for the Rangers. Can't wait to flip this. Wow. It's a 10 everybody. Gem mint 10. Wow. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. It's been taking up more of my time than I would like to admit. Uh This is what happens with Matt and his hyper focus. <laughs> Like, I was up uh, pretty late last, not last night, the night before, sort of going through everything and listing cards. Like, some cards I was listing for, like, $5, some I was listing for, like, I mean, none, none particularly expensive. Like, 50 bucks might have been the most expensive card I listed, but, uh-huh. like, I was sort of enjoying it, and then I got to the end, and I was like, I mean, I, I didn't get to the end, but, like, I went through everything, and I was like, Every other card in here is not worth my time putting it up. Mm. So I've put it all, I put, you know, I put everything away. Mm-hmm. I still got to bring the boxes in here, but I've, I haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm just like waiting for everything to sell so I can buy some more cards and start the process all over again. But, you know, got the head covers are coming. Can't wait to flip some swag head covers, everybody. If you like head covers, come on over. Head over to my eBay store. This is hot auction right now. This is a lot. 
We got a hot auction for a blade head cover. People Mm -hmm. are loving it. Sure. I was suspecting it might be a good hot one because I hadn't really seen one like that. Uh Uh-huh. And? It seems to be be bumping. Okay, bumping. All right. Yeah. Now, I probably would need to, like, find a Monet or something to actually make this worth the time. What's a Monet? And flip it. No, like an actual Monet, like a painting in an attic. Oh, like a... I thought you were meaning that was like some kind of baseball card was referred to as a Monet. No. Um, Anyway, but today I've been trying to to write. Still haven't golfed. Uh, Everyone listening. Remember when I said I wasn't going to golf until the script is done? I still have not golfed and the script is still not done. So it feels like we're at an impasse. We did a lot of discussion last week about accountability. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've yet to find any. Um, but you know, I had some good, I had some good ideas today, script wise. I, I plopped them in. Okay, um, we like ideas. Yeah, I sort of roughed them in. I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, and I look forward to like fleshing that out. Honestly, I think I'm not going to really get anything done till. Maybe to maybe tonight. Yeah, I don't have anything else to do tonight. After, after uh, what do you call that? Bedtime? bedtime. Bedtime. It's called bedtime. When Henry goes to bed. Yep, bedtime. I mean, that's bedtime for him. Not yes, me. right. Then it becomes I, then it becomes time to party. Oh yeah. Well, I think that's that's part of why sometimes bedtime is hard because he thinks that we are partying. I don't think we've ever been doing like even the nights when we played Uno, he never came out, which is hilarious to me. That's true. That was funny. Anytime he's ever come out, we're not doing anything. You're literally not doing anything. We're either working on something or doing exactly what we were doing before he went to bed, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) So then he wants like traffic signs made, and it's like, it's time for bed, bud. No more traffic signs. So many traffic signs made. Our house go- is covered Google, in traffic signs. I have a Google Doc called Henry's Traffic Signs. And that is <laughs> where I keep them and I print them up when he needs them. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. So right now we got no left turn and no right turn. Now we could have put up one single sign that says no turning. But Right, yes, no turning at all. It's funny because he looks at them and he like gets the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like he stares at the signs. And then he goes, he moves his hands like he's pointing in different directions. And then he goes, Dita, could you write a sign <laughs> with your hand, not with your iPad because it takes too long? <laughs> oh my God. He is a tyrant. And he wants no turning. Right now, you cannot turn into his room or into the kitchen. You must go straight between the hours of uh, 5 a.m. and 1 p.m., I 5 believe. 5 a.m. and 1 p.m. I think that's the rule right now. That makes sense. So. Look, yeah, it makes a lot go. of sense, you know? What else? What else has he been doing lately? Um... 
We dug a hole yesterday, or two days ago. We dug a big hole. Oh, yeah. That I only was like, I remembered today. Or last night, I remembered. To, I was like, I better go fill that hole in because the sprinklers are going to go off. Mm, <laughs> so I did. Yes. I filled that hole in. Uh, he hasn't been mad about it yet, but. Has he noticed? No, he hasn't been back here. Oh. We'll see. But he was like, this is a really deep hole. And he's telling me how big the holes are at school. And I'm like, we can't do that here because I don't know where there's any pipelines. <laughs> right. I, I, would, like, I have to. We got to keep it very minimal. I have to admit, I was surprised by the size of the hole. I was like, wow, that's a big hole. Well, we each got to dig three times and then it was the other person's turn. That was his idea. Oh, I see. Okay. And he used his tiny shovel and... Made no real impact, and then I used a pickaxe. <laughs> oh my god! Because that's what I—I I don't have a shovel. I have a pickaxe for some reason. All right, that makes sense. Why do I have a pickaxe? I don't know. I'm trying to remember what I bought it for. Look, you could have bought it for many reasons. Why do I have a pickaxe? What was I doing? I have an axe from when we, I, you know, for splitting wood, which I have. I have that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But I don't have, I don't remember why I bought the pickaxe. I might have bought it to try to fix the irrigation back here. Oh, yeah. I wanted to punch holes into the, into the um, ground. Remember when I was having that big, the annoying oh, river would flow? Oh, yes. I do remember when it rained so much last winter. Yeah. And then it was, I couldn't do anything. It was just flooding. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. That's why I bought the pickaxe. And then what I ended up doing was just putting paving stones out. Mm. That's how you get from, from the house to the office here. Right. So I'm pretty handy. I changed the toilet seat. You did change the um, toilet seat. We have to return those other ones, you know. We have two toilet seats that I haven't taken out of the package because as soon as they both arrived, I knew they were wrong. Yes. So I was like, nope, this one's plastic. No, thank you. And then mm -hmm. one, one arrived that was round instead of elongated. Right. Because the toilets in this house are not the same for some reason. Yeah. Whatever. Well, because I think they were... I think the hall bathroom was a was a late addition. Mm, I see. Okay. Which is why it's so awkward and small. It is very small. I don't use it. Right. Um, and I think that they put that toilet in because it's so narrow. It's a half bath or quarter bath. What is it? It's considered it's a, a half. I mean, it's just quarter got, it's got bath. Toilet in a sink. Toilet in a sink. So right. Whatever that is. It's, that's yeah. What it's yeah. Anyway, if you know how many bathrooms make one bathroom, let us know in the comments. Uh, you can email us, DoryMatt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. You can also call our telephone number, 413-461-BABY. Uh, we got some voicemails this week. So obviously we you're do. listening when I say the number. Thank you all so much for um, leaving your voicemails. And voice, we actually also got a lot of voice memos this week. Looks like we got mostly voice memos. You're right. Yeah. So thank you okay. for emailing those to us. All right. We are going to take a short break. We're going to BRB. Okay. Okay. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Are you ready to get active? Well, think Bombus. The better basics that take sweat wicking, blister preventing, friction free movement seriously. Uh, look, they finally admitted it. It's in the ad copy. Golfing is among <laughs> the activities that Bombus is proud to be a part of. And nearly every time I golf, Bombus socks are a part of my golf game. In fact, same for today, tennis. Same for tennis, oh, I, Matt. I, I had to wear the high ones today because it was uh, 37 degrees. Wow. I bet you loved I bet you loved those soft, breathable materials. I loved literally everything about them, including their fun bluish green color. Look, I've been talking about Bombas forever, guys. Socks, underwear, t-shirts are the number one, two, and three most requested items in homeless shelters. And that's why for every comfy item you purchase, Bombas donates another comfy item to someone experiencing homelessness. Performance socks are made with technically advanced features like proprietary hex tech. Oh, that makes sense now that the hex is Mm -hmm. is stitched in there. Mm -hmm. It incorporates sweat wicking. The light bulb's going off. Ah, Support of strategic (laughs) zone cushioning, built-in ventilation to increase airflow. Bombas are a gym bag staple that are made to last and a golf bag staple. And if they experience any wear or tear, Bombas will replace them for life. I didn't know that. Wow. Hold the phone. Wow. I was like, I was like, I gotta get some socks replaced. Then I realized none of them are in need of replacement. <laughs> Their performance socks are very colorful and comfortable, and you want to wear them even when you're not working out or hitting the links. No matter how you like to get active, Bombas has something for you. Gripper socks to help you stay balanced in Pilates and bar, mm-hmm, or for Dory's, mm-hmm. Dory's dad, whose favorite thing is socks that have grippers on the bottom. Uh, left, right <laughs> foot contoured running socks give you a perfect fit that won't slide in your shoe. Merino wool socks. Keep you comfy and support it all day while on the course, baby. Bombas has a 100% happiness guarantee. That means you're covered for life. Reach out anytime. Their happiness team uh, will help facilitate easy returns, exchanges, or replacements. Go to bombas.com slash adventure. Use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. And use the code adventure at checkout. Hello, we're back. Hello. Coming to you on this fine Martin Luther King Day. Hope you're all enjoying your federal holiday or state holiday. I don't even know how these things work anymore. I got mail today. Did you know that? No, like USPS mail? Yes. And it definitely came today. Definitely came today. You know what came today was the one of one Raphael Devers card. Huh, I didn't think we got mail today. We it literally just they threw over they threw over elastic together cards, three cards. That is so strange. And I was like, "Oh, hello USPS." <laughs> wow, okay. But anyway. Color me surprised. You are colored as such. I am colored as such. Okay. Um our first e- uh, voicemail do you have the document, Matt? I or- do. Okay. Let me open it up for you, for me, to look at. Gender selection. That's number yes, one. Here we go. that is number one. 
Ready? Here we go. This I'm is ready. a this is a longo badongo. You saw that you saw that it was five twenty five. I did see that. So buckle up, everybody. We don't know what's gonna happen. Here we are. Hi, Dory, Matt, and the gang. My name is Libby. I'm calling from the Pacific Northwest. I am a longtime listener. Um, in a short amount of time. I found your podcast in December of 2022 as I was preparing for an egg retrieval, my first egg retrieval. Um, and I found you just by simply Googling infertility podcasts. And I listened to the first couple episodes. SEO, really baby. Your dynamic and Love it. just continued to listen. Uh, I caught up to all six years of your podcast in August of 2023. Six years. Um, at that point, I was Oof. pregnant. Um, and... I just gave birth um, to a baby boy in December of 2023. So um, it's kind of a full circle now. I've been meaning to send a voice memo since I caught up in August. But being in my third trimester, it was kind of hard to keep things, uh, stay on task. Um, Anyway, um, I've just found a lot of, um, validation, comfort, and comedy, comedic relief in general from listening to your podcast through the year where I went through an egg retrieval at my first transfer. And I'm very fortunate that that worked and a pregnancy. Um, and today I am on maternity leave for the first day without my spouse. Um, so I thought I would have some time to send in a voice memo the last episode from last week there weren't any voice memos um uh, one thing i did want to mention is i really enjoyed listening to henry when he would come on at the end of an episode so if that's something that you guys are still willing to do that really brought um it really made things feel real like like I knew you guys and like we're friends and you know just listening to Henry and how at the stage of life that he's in how curious he is I am dying to find out the day that you guys tell him that he was frozen his reaction I think it's going to be the best story ever I think it's going to be endless questions <laughs> mm-hmm. what were you like when I was frozen He's, it's gonna really blow his mind mama what year was i frozen that's what he's gonna it's really gonna be mama do you believe life begins at conception <laughs> <laughs> we'll see Um, and you know, it's also made me wonder, like, how am I going to tell my son that he was momentarily frozen? But that leads me to, I guess, why I'm calling. Um, you know, I, my husband and I are getting older, and so at this point, we are kind of already thinking that we'll um, continue to pursue having another child. And luckily, we have five frozen embryos left, so we hope that at some point we can use those, um, for a viable pregnancy. And, you know, this pregnancy, because we had gone through infertility treatment for quite a while, we decided we wanted to do the gender surprise. So, you know, it was really hard and people just don't get it when you tell them that you're going to wait to find out until baby's born. Um, and you know, 
it was a lovely surprise because everybody was convinced it was a girl. And so when we actually saw our son, it was very nice, a nice surprise for us. Uh, but my question is, I'm wondering if there are any other eggheads out there that have had this experience with their first child and then subsequently decided to choose the gender for their second. When we got our results back from our embryos from the genetic testing, we decided we did not want to know the gender. So that was not disclosed in our report. Um, however, the company that did it has that information. And, you know, I often wonder, well, should I, for the next pregnancy pick a girl embryo Mm. um but how does that then make it fair to my son or to my future second child that they now got chosen wasn't a surprise so i'm just wondering if there are any other eggheads out there that have done that um or haven't done that Uh, oh shoot hang on let me just cue that back up Uh, but my question is, I'm wondering if there are any other eggheads out there that have had this experience with their first child. Now, my question is, like, did she not choose the embryo the first time? She didn't choose the sex. Are you right? But wouldn't it also, wouldn't it just be like, whichever one's the most viable, that's the one you should throw in? So I mean, that's, way that's probably kind of choosing. That's probably what, yeah, right. That's probably what they did. I mean, so what I'm saying is like, I have a lot of, I have a lot of thoughts about this. But you really do? I can't yeah, I do. This. We can okay. finish listening to the voicemail. Uh, but my question is, I'm subsequently decided to choose the gender for their second. When we got our results back from our embryos from the genetic testing, we decided we did not want to know the gender. So that was not disclosed in our report. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little back, guys. Sorry, let me bring it to here. Make it fair to my son or to my future second child that they now got chosen wasn't a surprise. So I'm just wondering if there are any other eggheads out there that have done that um, or haven't done that, uh, what their experience was like. Um, but anyway, thank you guys so much for what you do. I'm really happy that you guys are still doing the podcast because every, I look forward to every week now that I don't have to catch up. It's kind of daunting to wait another week to listen to you guys. And like I said, it feels like you guys are friends and just catching up on what's going on in your life. So I really do appreciate it. Um, my stats are, um, I live in the suburbs of Seattle, Mm -hmm. um, with my spouse um, my science baby, mm-hmm. two French bulldogs in mm-hmm. 2,300 square feet, I nice, think. Nice. Um, we have three televisions, the latest television. The third one was just added within the last several months, and it's a 65 inch TV, which I was completely opposed to, but ended up caving in. Need a bigger one. Um, hot dog stats. Last year, um, I had a lot of hot dogs during my pregnancy. I really craved them. And I think it had to do with the fact that there is so much hot dog talk on this podcast. (laughs) But anyway, I hope you have a lovely uh, 2024 and um, all of your wishes and desires come true this year. Thank you so much for what you do. That's that's I hope that too, by the way, all of our wishes and desires, honey, all of them. Ah, what a dream. Uh, well, to, well, first of all, I do just want to point out that if you are having trouble waiting for us an entire week, we have a lot of Patreon episodes, whole back catalog of those. So now that you're caught up on the regular show, 
why don't you start on the Patreon? Yeah. Don't be like our advertisers and slowly abandon us. <laughs> I think you should just head over to Patreon. Um. Okay. I mean, you didn't really ask for our thoughts. You asked for other eggheads' thoughts that have oh, yeah, you're experienced right. this. But I'm going to share my thoughts anyway because this is our podcast. Um. I, I I think you're I think you're overthinking this. I don't think like this is a question of like being fair to your older child. Like I don't think that matters. Circumstances mm-hmm. change and like none of this is going to matter in a year or even in like six months. It doesn't. It, I say do what feels right to you and don't second guess yourself and don't overthink it thank you and i would say don't worry about it it's fine so follow there, up to that there who you cares go. you're good don't worry um <laughs> uh, but you know if people have more profound thoughts than those let us know um okay matt we have another uh voicemail is that so it is so let me consult the great rundown. It is transfer advice. Here we go. Do, 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 do. Hey, you guys. Boulder Bestie here. Oh, hi. Um, I don't remember what I was cooking, obviously, because like, I don't even remember when I recorded that. But it was very likely broccoli because I love broccoli and I cook it a lot. So probably sauteing broccoli um, nice. amongst other things. Sorry for the background noises, but I didn't you got know, to multitask as a mama. Um, I have another question, and maybe Dory, this is kind of like a "What would you do?" Okay, so I love a "What would you planning, do?" Planning a transfer for the end of Jan, of mm-hmm. end of February. Okay, um, with my son, we did a medicated uh, transfer, a medicated FET. Um, we were working with a doctor at CCRM. She basically like looked at me and looked at all my stats and said, I highly recommend medicated highest chance for success. So I trusted her. We went with it. We, you know, obviously got pregnant and it was successful. This doctor is saying he recommends natural transfer, not just for me, but I think for all of his patients, he recommends natural. Um, And he says that it has the highest chance of success. So, I am really, really torn. I feel weird going against my doctor's advice. Um, but I also, you know, have a hard time trusting my body and trusting anything that has the word natural in front of it when it comes to, you know, IVF and my body. Um, and a medicated already worked for me. So I feel like it'll work again, but I just don't know. I'm really, really stuck. Um, and I could use, use a little bit of advice there. So that would be great. Um, on a child topic, my son is like the pickiest eater in the world. I know. Answer the first part first. I mean, I kind of agree with you just in the sense of like, you know, that the medicated one worked. So I get the uh, appeal of wanting to do the same thing. I don't know. Right. This is tough. But like, 
we also don't have the data. Like we don't know if an unmedicated one would have worked. You didn't try an unmedicated one, but it's also like, you don't want to like waste an embryo. I don't know. Would, I guess here's my question. Would your new doctor agree to have you follow the exact same protocol that you followed last time? Or is he just like unmedicated or bust? Hmm. That's my question. I mean, I'm sure the doctor is like, hey, I do this every day of my life. I see 26 mom-to-be's every day. And you're telling me that I don't know what I'm doing? (laughs) Get out of my office. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a tricky, it's a tricky, it's a tricky one proposition. It's a tricky one. It's All right, now one. to your picky eater. Okay, probably every child is, but he's really picky. He has just like a few safe foods um, and everything else. He's like super skeptical about, and honestly, he just cannot eat like eggs and peanut butter and yogurt for the rest of his life. So he like if he has all white things on his tray, let's say there's chicken, yogurt dots, and rice, he will like carefully pick out the items that he wants. Like he does not just like scrape his hand across the tray and stuff it in his mouth. He's extremely particular. Um, And I just need some advice for feeding a picky eater. Um, Like he won't try anything that is foreign to him and looks like a color he's never seen before. So how do people handle it? I know this is like a very common topic, but I'm feeling very stuck right now and very frustrated. Okay, um, that's all for now. Love you guys and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so... Um, I'd, be like, I'd be like, kid, you fucking better eat this or you so starve. Our next voicemail actually kind of addresses picky eating. What? Yes. So I thought we could... Um, play it okay that one is called here we go hi matt and dory this is becca from colorado i'm calling uh, because i have some lessons learned i suppose about what matt is asking about how to hold the boundary with henry coming out of his room without losing any sleep And as I was listening to the podcast, I just kept saying to myself, well, you don't, (laughs) you don't, you don't. Um, And that is because what I have learned at least is when you make kind of a paradigm shift of how the family approaches something like sleep or like food or like how we communicate with each other or things like that, I just have to expect that it's not going to work for several days, maybe a week, maybe longer. And if I keep doing it consistently, eventually it will. So we right now are, are going through one of these around food. Our kid has held the reins for far too long on determining what she eats and her list of safe foods that she likes is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. So we decided that we are adopting the division of responsibility model 
where we decide when, where, and what to put on her plate and when she eats. And she decides if and how much she eats. And we do not take responsibility for that. And that was a big shift. Um, she enjoyed picking out what to eat, apparently. I never would have thought that, but she was very upset for a few days that she wasn't getting to, to choose anymore what the food was. And it didn't work. I mean, in the sense that she tantrumed about it, cried, pouted, whined about it for days, held the boundary. She, by the way, also didn't touch any of the new foods on her plate, only ever ate the safe food we included. It's been a week and a half. That's still what's happening. That's okay. <laughs> what has stopped is the the whining and complaining and pouting and tantruming about picking because she has realized that we're serious and this is what we're doing and we're moving on. So uh, to me, just going into it, committing to and knowing that you're going to lose four, five, six days of sleep or of that small amount of sleep is totally worth it for the weeks, months, and years of sleep that you will gain by just powering through the rough spot. Because um, he will test you and and just try to make sure that this whole thing is real. Um, so that's my advice. And then the other thing is you all were talking about accountability partners. And so I just wanted to share this resource that I learned from my students. I work in a college and they have um, on Discord homework groups or servers or I don't know. I'm old. I don't. But whatever it is, it's happening on Discord and it's groups of college students from around the world who just study together, basically. Sometimes they turn their cameras on. Sometimes they turn their cameras on, but they just like focus it on their hands or whatever because they want that accountability without being on camera. Mm -hmm. And they just hold each other accountable to studying and doing homework. So I'm guessing if that exists, it also exists in the professional realm and various professional realms and it's free. So I just thought I would share that resource with you all. So I am in Northern Colorado with uh, two adults, two kids, a five-year-old and a 20-month-old, a cat we just adopted a couple weeks ago, Pop Rock, and <laughs> a 55-inch TV in the living room oh, of our like 2,200-square-foot house, and a 40-inch TV in our bedroom, and no hot dog so far this year. Mm. Thanks so much. Bye. Well... You know, I just realized the TV we have in our bedroom mm -hmm. is over 10 years old. Okay. It's a TV I reviewed on on Gadgetron, on Attack of the Show. Uh-huh. And then Sony was like, you can keep it. And I was like, okay. It's a fine TV. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's also 60 inches. <laughs> It is, yeah, and it, and because that, but it's fine. It I feels mean, it's not big in that I mean, room. It's not, it's not 4K, obviously, because it was back in the day. It might, is it 1080p? I believe it is. Anyway, I just think about the fact that that TV's lasted for so long, no problem. Totally. I guess it's not on very much. <laughs> it is not on very much. My parents watched it when they were here. That's good. I watched it. The other night, you were shocked. I did, because you said you were going to lay down. And I was like, that means go to sleep to me. Well, I I was lying down. Look, I'm going to set a boundary for you. 
When What's you say that? you're going to go lie down, you mean you have to go to bed. I mean, that's probably a good boundary. Is that my takeaway from this call? No. <laughs> um, so, okay. Picky eating. What to do about it? Going back to Bestie from Boulder and into this voicemail. Henry's a picky eater. So, do you have, I don't have any real thoughts about it. Do you? I don't really either. Um, we sort we don't of like, really, we don't really do division. We like, I kind of tried to do division of responsibility and we don't really do it in the sense of like, when he says he's hungry, we're like, okay. <laughs> um, I do try to offer him the, like I make food that I make, I I always try to make something that I know he will eat. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that means just making him like mac and cheese when we're eating stuff that I don't think he'll eat at all. But you know, we always offer him everything. And like, sometimes he surprises me like, like a week or two ago, he just suddenly started eating the broccoli that was on the table. Yeah. like okay you know like wanted broccoli yeah and then like wanted broccoli and i was like all right you know and and i think like that is i don't know i'm trying like i i think my ultimate goal is to not give him hang-ups about food and that is hard because I have my own hangups about food. Matt has his own hangups about food. What are you talking about? Me and food have a great relationship. Oh, sorry. We're I best misspoke. friends. I misspoke. Um, and you know, I feel like if that's one gift I can give him, I'm gonna I'm gonna really try to not give him hangups about food. So that also means not like overly stressing about what he's eating, if that makes sense. For instance, he came home very, very tired on Friday. He left his tennis lesson early. He was so tired. He wanted dinner early. I was in charge of dinner that night. Uh, I said to Dory, I was like, hey, he wants to eat now and then go to bed at like 5.30. Dory's like, okay, that's what he wants to do. And I made the mistake of going, hey, do you want this to eat? Do you want this? And then he's like, I want corn. And I was like, you want corn? <laughs> How about corn and a hot dog? He's like, yeah. And and Hillary was still here. So she proceeded to do the, make the corn and the hot dog while I was on my laptop typing at the dining room table. Um, and he ate all the corn and the whole hot dog and then went to go play for a little bit. And then... I'm trying to remember how, what, what happened where he decided he wanted dinner. Like it was he's like five thirty, like, and he's like, "I want dinner." He's like, "What's for dinner?" Yeah, like, and I was like, "You just literally you had just dinner," had and he's he got he got real upset about it, and he said that dinner only counts when Mama. He later revised it to go, "Mama or Dita makes the food." At does 5:30. not count at five thirty. It does not count <laughs> if Hillary has made dinner and he eats it before dinner. So, but I did get. I think I got to the bottom of it, and I was like, "Are you just saying it because you didn't have dessert? You want dessert?" 
And then he just bolted out of his playroom and grabbed an ice cream cone out of the fridge freezer and then ate that. But then still was like, I didn't even have dinner when he was trying to delay going to bed. Yes. He's <laughs> like, I can't go to bed. I didn't have dinner yet. <laughs> anyway, we should take a break. Honestly. Oh yeah, we should. We should. All right. We'll be right back. All right. Whoa. Um, I have a headache. Can I go take some Advil during this break? Go ahead. Okay, be right back. Uh, all right, everybody, we're back. Dory, uh, what's 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 next? What's what's doing? Um. Okay. Well, Liz wrote in to say. Oh, I will say. I'm sorry. I just what? thought of something. What? I was thinking about this morning, Henry, when he saw him, I got up, sort of got up at like six o'clock, like, you know, and sat up and pulled my iPad out. Uh, and he was like, he came back and he's like, Dita, can we watch some of your stuff? <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, hey, give me the remote. And then if. He wanted to watch Trains at first, and then it was like, eh. And I just put on 2021 Red Sox playoff highlights. And, oh, my God, was he. He said, he, what did he say? Something so funny. He was like, oh, the first highlight ended was a wild card game. New York Yankees, Red Sox. Red Sox won. And he goes, Dita, can we watch another highlight from when the Red Sox were good? <laughs> <laughs> so I funny. Like, I was like, yes. <laughs> All right, continue. Sorry. Okay. Um, all right. I do just want to read this. We're running out of time. So I just want to read this other email because this inspired me to start talking with Henry about some sleep solutions. And I'm going to try to implement a few more of these ideas. So I'm going to read this and then we'll probably read one more email and then we're going to wrap up. Okay. Sarah said, hello, Dory and Matt. Ah, yes. Sleep is important. Henry's definitely old enough to not wake you guys up until 6 a.m or whatever time you establish. I think he tells time pretty well, but would recommend either an okay to wake clock or a lamp in his room with a smart plug that you set on a schedule to turn on at the time it's okay for him to get up. We have that. Awexa, good night. <laughs> we also have a hatch that like you can program to change colors. We've tried that. It didn't work. I mean, maybe we can try it again. I remember this age and being woken up a lot and had to put a stop to it. The clock will turn green when it's okay to okay. Yes, we yes, we've done that. Okay. However, this part resonated with me. Then you sit Henry down when you were both in a good mood to make a plan. I went with a pragmatic approach and told our child that I was very tired and explained the importance of sleep for our bodies. This also is why he had a bedtime because human bodies need sleep to be healthy. Then I asked him for ideas of quiet things he could do in his bed if he woke up before it was time to get up. At that age, he said he could read, sing, or play with his stuffed animals. So we grabbed a basket and had him choose items to place right by his bed with the quiet play items of his choice. He knew he could get up to go to the bathroom, and we already kept a cup of water on his nightstand in case he was thirsty, but he could not wake up an adult until the light turned green. Of course, if he was sick, that is different, but I'd probably not get in too deep of a conversation about the what-ifs. Just set the ground rules and be consistent. Remember, the habit of waking you up repeatedly did not start in a day. So you can also not fade the behavior instantly. Think of a way to reinforce the behavior. For our kiddo, I did a positive reward if they made it five nights in a row. I know, I know, they say not to bribe kids, but I think we all have our currency that motivates us. Make a visual chart and then talk about it before bed. Henry, great job. You haven't woken daddy up for two days. 
I bet you can earn another star tomorrow and we can insert reward. Is this why you ordered star stickers? No, I got those for myself. Oh, they're very big. They're way too big. They did not look that big on Amazon.com. Each star is like an inch and a half. I'm going to have to order new stars for myself. Um, I also am upfront with my child that I will not be giving you a reward for this forever, but while we are learning a new routine. Once he earns a reward with five nights in a row, you can set a new goal of 10 nights. You can also add a negative natural con- slash natural consequence if needed. For example, if he wakes you up prior to 6 a.m., then no TV at all that morning or delay the time he usually gets to watch a show. At Henry's age, consequences should be immediate and short-lived. I hope this helps. Our kid was in a big waking us up to tell us every adorable thing at four years old. And while they are adorable, it was not working for me as they already don't sleep enough hours per night. Henry reminds me a lot of our second child at Henry's age. They act this. I thought this was interesting and important to Matt. Mm. Are you listening? Listening, listening. Yes. They act like they want to be in charge, but in reality, his preschool teacher helped us see that they are more comfortable with boundaries and consistency. As far as the sleep issue, I think it's great to start teaching Henry about your needs that help you be healthy. I obviously am biased, but we have a pretty great kiddo who at 11 is considerate and emotionally mature for his age. Hmm. As a follow-up to my email about Matt's sleep issues and getting a sleep study, Matt, I think you said you do monitor your oxygen levels. Do they drop below 90% when sleeping? I was the one that wrote in about monitoring that. Your sleep issue sounds like your sleep is very interrupted, which was not the case with our child with sleep apnea. As far as they remembered, they slept all night, but their oxygen levels would drop so low they never got enough REM or deep sleep. If you are not able to stay stay asleep, that is a different issue, but still one that a sleep specialist could help you with. I hope you were able to get some answers as to what is keeping you from getting a good night's rest. We really do need sleep to function. Ugh, I think I just slept four hours last night from 1 to 5 a.m. I will practice what I preach here and do better tonight. Hope you all take care. Sarah. Let's see what I did last night. Um, I guess it hasn't done it since December 30th. Uh, hang on. Sleep, uh, five hours, seven minutes. I got a score of 41. Quality was poor. I don't remember waking up for that long. Holy sugar. I was awake for an hour and 22 minutes. Ugh. I had three hours of light sleep, one hour of deep sleep, 54 minutes of REM, and I was awake for an hour and 22 minutes in the middle of the night. Mm. I don't remember that, but I'll believe it, I guess. Okay. What if um, I was abducted? Sarah lives with her husband, two children, and a pug in 4,000 square feet in Temecula, California. It's too much house, but we bought when home prices were at an all-time low in 2009. We have three TVs, 70-inch, 55-inch, and a smaller one in the guest room. No hot dogs this year unless a Ronto wrap from Disneyland that we had yesterday counts. doesn't count. Maybe it counts the Black Spire Outpost, but not here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sarah, thank you very much for this detailed email about what worked for you. Um, Yeah, we also don't do bribes, but we have – there's a – the, Henry's been doing something for some like social skills stuff that uses some of these techniques to kind of get the, get him in the practice of doing some behaviors. 
and it does seem to be working and he responds well to it. So I think that a limited uh, thing like this could possibly work for him. So mm. thank you for the suggestion. We just have to think of rewards because like toys, like that's not going to motivate him. Um, what motivates him is TV time and various parks. And playing high. And, and I don't mean theme parks. I mean like. Like and and park. and if we said if we said you if you if you say you know in your room till six thirty five nights in a row we'll play hide and seek with you for an hour <laughs> mm. even yeah. half an hour he would do it he loves hide yeah. and seek it drives me crazy <laughs> he does love hide and seek it is a confusing game to play with him because he tells you where to hide <laughs> and then he tells you where he's going to hide. <laughs> And then he gets very anxious if he can't find you within like 30 seconds. Yes. Our house is not large. There's not that many places to hide. No, there's like five good hiding spots in the house. One of them is a bathtub. <laughs> um, okay. Just a couple more things. Um, someone asked about the the better earplugs that I mentioned than the Max that I've previously recommended on Forever 35, something that came with your eye mask. I'm pretty sure, I found the link, I'm pretty sure they are the Howard Light by Honeywell laser light, high visibility, disposable foam earplugs in pink and yellow, which are $26.95 for 200 pairs, which is like less than half the price of the Max, first of all. Second of all, it looks like they are intended for use in the workplace. <laughs> Because on the on the uh, page for the for the earplugs, it said recommended industries: farming, chemical, construction, law enforcement, manufacturing, military, mining, municipal, oil and gas, pharmaceutical, steel, metal, transportation. But nothing about sleeping. So, you know, your mileage may vary. <laughs> I mean, I am pretty oily and gassy. Oh, folks! Wah wah wah. All right. Uh, we also got a bunch of emails about estate sales, other ideas of how to get rid of our stuff. We will get to those next week. Thank you oh, for that's exciting. Yes, it's very exciting. Um, thank you for your suggestions and your thoughts. We appreciate you. I can't wait till next week. It is now the time of, of the show where we thank our Patreon supporters. Mm. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Get up to two bonus episodes a month. Right. If you are like Libby, our first caller who has caught up and is bereft, you can join our Patreon and get so many back episodes, back catalog episodes. A lot really get real some might say too many some might say that in fact i would say that um all right also if you support us at the five dollar level or above you get your name read on the podcast each month and if you support us at the 25 dollar level you get a matt myra bespoke fun fact each month mm. Mm. these facts might be true they might not but it's my best guess all right okay. let's hear them uh, Lynn Weisiger. We're all familiar with Lynn, right? Oh, yeah. Did you know she hates the ocean? 
but no, can I didn't. only fall asleep to the sound of the ocean. <gasps> it's a great irony. Wow. Angie James still this is like sleep related. I guess I was on the brain today. Still sleeps in her new kids on the block t-shirt. She's 30 years old and her favorite is still Joey. Oh, I that Joey was my favorite too. Uh Amanda Fujita is obsessed with puzzles. Minimum 2000 pieces. Whoa. Landscapes and one day hopes to complete a monochromatic circle puzzle. Mm, that's Those exciting. Are tough. Those are tough. Mama Joe recently decided to declutter her podcast. She unsubscribed to many podcasts, including this one. Wow. She's still a patron, though, and we applaud her for that. Okay. Thank you, Mama Joe. If she ever hears this, she doesn't even listen anymore. Wow. Jennifer HS spent New Year's Eve on a booze cruise. Wow. Okay. She wasn't she wasn't a guest. She was the captain. What? Yeah, stop stop putting those gender biases out there, Dodo. Wow, God. I have so many gender biases. Uh, the Kembles Christmas trees are sitting on the curb in front of their house. They missed the pickup by a day. Ooh. And now they're buried under snow. So we're not going to see those trees gone till March at least. Ah, that hurts. Okay. Uh, and Carolyn Land is planning her uh, dream vacation this year. Destination, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's that's everybody on the fancy list. All right. Now, the somewhat fancy list. Okay. Uh, Alba N. I'm just going to try to go by memory. Hang on. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Uh, Alec Meredith and Fletcher and Florence, but I could have done it. Babel. Alex Liu. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. Ann Fluker. We have one, two, three, four, five, six anonymous people and someone named Anon, who I think is also anonymous. April Hallwerda. Ariel. Ashley A. Ashley Cecil Lee. Ashley Seat. Uh, we got ourselves a Barrett. Becca Foster. We got to look here and see that Brian McGurk. You skipped Becca Kwan. I sure did. I didn't mean to. That's all right. Becca Bias is here. Yep. Uh, speaking of things that rhyme with bias, Bruno Macias. <laughs> oh, good one. Caroline C. Uh, Carolyn N. Casey R. Chanami Worth. Corinne Morgan. Cynthia Meisner. Denise Adair. Diana. Diana Robinson. Donna Gomez. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Uh, Edwina Morgan Bodo. Elena Palling. Ellen. Ellen F. Ellis Billum. Aaron Fuldizi. Sounds like a new one. Hey, Ellis, welcome. Aaron Riley. Aaron Turley. Frederick Oa, who's still waiting on the new Trek take on Life Day. Okay. And Freya. Life Day is Star Wars Christmas. Uh, Frederick Oa is hoping for a Star Trek Christmas. Oh, I see. Okay. I'll translate for people who are, you know. <laughs> hip thank you so much appreciate that you're welcome all right, all right thanks everyone thanks, everybody. Bye. bye